Connie White, and you're listening to Crushing It with Connie White. Hi, everyone. Um, you're listening to Crushing It with Connie White, and I am here today so excited with uh, Allie Bryant. She is Miss Somerville 2022, and this is exciting, and she's going to be lucky if I don't steal her crown. So um, <laughs> You can use it anytime you want. Thank Just you. Let me know. I will definitely give you a call on <laughs> <Okay>. that one. <laughs> because everybody who knows me, all my friends from high school, know that that is something that I would have loved to have had oh. on the top of my head. So, yes, uh, shiny hats. Thank yep. you. We love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. Well, I, I want to kick it right off. Let's I want to know, like, what got you into pageantry? You know, what's your passion? How'd this happen? And then tell me about this beautiful crown. Yeah, of course. So I was never a pageant girl growing up. I've only done, like, my high school pageants. And so I recently moved to the area about a year ago. And so one of my close friends, who actually is my LED, her name is Shante, um, she reached out to me and she was like, just come and join us, join this preliminary competition, which is Miss Somerville, Miss North Charleston and Miss Low Country. I was like, okay, sure. I'll get to meet some new friends, you know, get to know some people in the area. And so I dived right in in August. I went in with zero expectations, like nothing of like, I'm going to win or anything like that. And I went in, did interview, I did talent, onstage question, and then evening wear. And then I ended up winning. And so from there, I really just like took off running with it. So I have my own social impact initiative called Rise and Shine. It's about promoting confidence and self-esteem in the generation impacted by COVID-19. And yeah, just really trying to make a difference in this community. That's exciting. I mean, and you are 19 years old. 19, yep. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, Thank you've got you. such energy. You've got a positive attitude. And what, and, and I mean, you've got, it's outlined. Like, your whole path is great. Um, all right, so you said that you did talent. So what yes. did you do in the talent show? All right, so I have been a <laughs> clogger for 13 years. And so I did a clogging routine to Conga by Gloria Estefan. That's always a good one. Um, but actually my biggest goal, um, since moving to Somerville is to open my own dance studio, my own clogging studio as well. So clogging is one of my biggest passions in life. And, um, honestly, clogging has made me the person that I am, the most confident person that I am today. So yeah, clogging is what I love. Yeah. I think we're going to have to pull up some footage of that. I'm sure <gasps> we course. can find it somewhere. Yeah. And... I've got some videos. Do you? Oh, oh yeah. You got to send them to me and okay. maybe we can kind of like you know clip that in so that's yeah. pretty cool so you've been clogging for how long 13 years 13 years yep. okay and did you compete in clogging as well yeah so I actually compete with an organization called America's Clogging Hall of Fame mm -hmm. um, and I've done that for 13 years as well and actually here recently I have started apprentice judging to get my judges certification as well Nice. So yes. for clogging, and I'm sure that you're also able to be a judge for pageantry. Yes. I actually just recently judged Miss Kane Bay, which was very exciting and an awesome opportunity. So what are your goals, I guess, next with, um, so you're Miss Somerville now, mm -hmm. so I guess your next step is? Miss South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. And so what's all involved in that? Lots of things. So same thing, like when you compete in a preliminary competition, um, then you get the title. And then with this title, you go on to serve your community for a couple of months. And then you go to compete for Miss South Carolina. Same criteria. So interview, talent, onstage question, and evening wear. So. Okay. 
And so by chance, if you win that, mm -hmm. which we all will support you that you Thank do, you. what's yes. your next level? My next level is to get Rise and Shine established as a 501c3 nonprofit mm -hmm. and also help. Um, my biggest goal with Rise and Shine is to develop curriculum um, to implement into school districts across South Carolina. So really expanding that mission and even bringing it nationally as well. That's an amazing cause at 19 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what made you think about that? What, what yeah. made you have that as a passion? So I was a high school graduate in the year of 2020. Mm -hmm. So I was the first class to experience life on lockdown and to experience virtual learning. And so it was through that experience that there's a huge need that is not talked about. And um, really the biggest goal is helping our children overcome the effects of this pandemic because it has really hit them hard. And I know I've experienced that. So, you know, that's interesting um, because of course, you know, with my age and of course my kids are grown, mm -hmm. I would not have thought about like how you have experienced it, what you went through. Yeah. So I guess tell me about what you experienced and then what you're seeing, I guess, maybe elementary kids yeah. and what the school levels are, what, what has come across your plates, should I say, like yeah. you've recognized? Yeah, definitely the mental health crisis has definitely arisen. I know that there was a point where my parents sat me down and was like, we're, we're losing you. I can't see you anymore. The spark is not there because of the constant um, not being able to interact and being taken away from the environments in which, like, I couldn't go to the clogging studio. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't go to school. I couldn't see my friends. I couldn't have a normal high school experience like I didn't experience prom and those things really took a toll and not to mention kids have been through it for three years now I've only experienced it for one and it hit me tremendously mm -hmm. and it's really combating those effects and you know I, I read a story the other day about a kid who um, doesn't want to take their mask off because they don't feel comfortable and Combating those things as well, helping self-esteem, helping confidence, helping raise these kids to shine from this pandemic is the yeah. yeah, and to recognize that, you know, I guess that is hard for them. That is their normal now. Yes. And so if they've either paid attention to the news or listened to their parents, yeah. you know, because everybody's impressionable. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how old they are. Yeah. They're impressionable to some degree that probably taking off the mask. They're wondering if they will get sick. Exactly. At the lowest level, that's what they understand. Mask means I don't get sick. Right. Or my family won't get sick. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Thank I mean, you. what insight, you know, to be, to be 19 years old to, I mean, you've recognized something to know that there is a need. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And I, and I also see like young kids too. And like, think about a two or three year old who's little mm -hmm. and all they know is that they've been wearing a mask. Yeah. So I guess th that would be a hard transition and just even recognizing people. Yeah. Because I know at, at, at the level of me just going to a restaurant. Right. There's one gentleman, and I'm, I'm not going to say his name, I'm not going to say the restaurant, <laughs> but the entire time we were going, he always had a mask mm -hmm. on. And the moment they were able to remove the mask, I, he wasn't the person that I knew him to be. Yeah. Like, he was different. Right. He looked different. Yeah. His, his whole facial, the shape, the expression, the smile, everything. Like, I would not have ever been able to, to pick him out in a crowd. Yeah, it's so weird mask. to, like, experience that and be like, you look completely different than what I, I thought you did. You know, <laughs> like, things like that. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely tough for them. Um, and I know, like, my little cousin, um, Shelby, she she's experienced these things of like I don't I don't recognize you or I okay so because we've all been virtual mm -hmm. so like I I go on FaceTime with her all the time just to like stay connected with her and you know and then I'll see her in person she'll be like 
you look different. I'm going to be like, thanks. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I look better than a webcam. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really, that's encouraging though. I'm, I'm glad that you're taking that step. Thank you. Um, I guess like I, before we got on air, mm -hmm. you were telling me that you are just finishing up real estate yes, school. Yes, I am. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, being a realtor myself, mm -hmm. um, and I love this career. I love the yes. industry. So yeah. uh, I guess tell me about how you decided that you wanted to be a realtor. Yeah. So um, from a young age, like I always like to look through the brochures and be like, look at this house, mom, and like things like that. And then um, as I grew older, I my original path was actually going to be elementary education mm -hmm. I was going to college for that and then the pandemic shut it down um, and so then I, I had this like sit down conversation like what am I passionate about what do I want to get involved with and I grew up in a family of small business owners so I knew that work ethic I knew how that worked mm -hmm. so then I went down the route of real estate and so since then I've finished my my real estate course and I'm, I'm ready to hop in I love it. Now, what college? You said you're going to college. Yep. I'm wanting to attend Charleston Southern. Very good school. Yes. Yeah. I love it. It's local. It's amazing. Um, that was actually my second choice. I went with my first choice. I was originally going to go to Mars Hill mm -hmm. um, University, which is in North Carolina. Then the pandemic shut down everything and, you know, everything turned virtual. And it was like a huge debate of, are we going to go in person? Are we not? Are we going to move in? Are we not? And so... Um, I also, a lot of my family is high risk, and so we took that step and decided, you know, let's put it on pause for right now. Let's go down other avenues, and so that's what we did. You are an amazing person. Thank you. I mean, the energy that you have at 19, the goals, the I, the drive, it's amazing. Thank I, you. We need more young people like you. <laughs> I mean, you're They're definitely you're out there, yeah. Well, we need to find them, and we need to pull them in, and yes. I'm excited about talking to you, and so I'm going to have to do a little bit of plug. We're going to try to get her to come over to EXP, so. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yes, of um, course. Well, tell me a little bit more about you. I, you you're very dynamic. I, Thank I you. I just feel like you have a lot to say so like let's that's lots do it. of things yeah i mean what what do you want to know like what what different topics are we gonna go <laughs> well well what what are your interests in school what i mean are oh, you math yeah, science yeah. oh or... no math no math <laughs> um uh, for sure um what i want to uh, major in is business business okay. management um with a focus in entrepreneurship Okay. Yep. So that'll carry right on to owning your own company, yep, being your own real, because people don't understand in real estate, even though you may work for a brokerage, you, you technically are your own company, your own business, and you need to learn how to conduct it as right. a business, not just a, a, a being a realtor for another company. Yeah. Um, a person who was a pretty wise mentor to me was always, always talking to me about the experience that people had and the experience mm -hmm. that I could help bring to them. And so what I took, I used to work, um, when I guess when I started, I was 19 years old, I worked at the cancer center in one of our local hospitals. Mm -hmm. And I took that, that, the drive, the care, the compassion of working with those patients over to how I help my, my clients because it's a big investment. Yeah. And so, and it's personal. Yeah. So it's, it's the compassion, it's the care, it's understanding the contract. It's just, it's understanding, you know, what their needs are and, and, it's, I know a lot of, you've got to make money. Everybody talks about our commission. I yeah. get it. But there's something so much bigger behind the scenes exactly. when you're talking about the individual and, and helping them have home ownership. Yeah. So I, I think that's like one of the, the, the biggest prideful moments in that I have 100%, every time I have yeah. a closing and I know that I helped assist someone getting into a home. Yeah. And a lot of people just don't realize how much work 
truly goes into real estate. They take it at like face value. And I think that that's something that, you know, we're starting to see more of, more people talk about, but yeah. Yeah, your age group is very lucky. I I tell my kids, it's like, you've got so much information at your fingertips. Yeah. You know, where we were so old school about everything that was done and how we had to learn. And now you've got it, you know, it's right there. Yeah. It's a question to like, okay, Google or, you know, Googling something on your computer, you've got everything. Scroll on TikTok. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to get into that now. Oh. Um, So yeah. TikTok is something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So give me your, uh, your take on social media. Uh, social media, I think is definitely like helpful and it's also hurtful. Like we've seen like we, a huge shift in the way that we communicate and connect with one another, especially through this pandemic. That's something that with Miss Somerville, I wanted to target. So with Rise and Shine, I have, um, Rise and Shine Monday, which is posting a positive post to make social media more positive one post at a time very wordy. Um, number two is I'm actually going to do like a zoom type, um, like sit down conversation, uh, series where I'm, I'm talking with people who are making a difference. For example, other title holders highlighting how, how they are making a difference in their communities. And, um, it's through social media that, um, like I've had to learn a lot and that's actually sparked, um, my interest in entrepreneurship and in business because I've had to learn the ways of how media works and how to promote yourself and things like that. And this organization definitely makes you do that. So that's one thing that I love and something that I've become passionate about. So. Mm-hmm. That's really, that's cool. I, I like that because I know for me on my simplest level and, and especially at my age, learning social media, it's a little bit difficult. It's even difficult for me. So it's, it's a learning curve for sure. It, it definitely is. And that's why I hire somebody like, you know, my assistant who yeah. helps me out <laughs> because I focus on the real estate, but she helps me considerably. And, and I do see a difference with the age group because I think yeah. y'all, you're, you're really in tune with it, you know, and you can maneuver and kind of, you, you know, navigate around a little bit better than like, I know I can yeah but I'm learning too yeah well it's just like the fact that we were introduced to it when we were young like we started taking like typing classes and how to navigate and things like that so I feel like that's definitely something that this generation has a huge input into but there's still even a learning curve for us and things that we're still learning like even like when it comes to screen time with TikTok I'll be there and then I'll look up one minute and I'm like oh it's an hour later let me you know shut this off and so yeah, just learning things like that, learning boundaries, creating boundaries for social media is a huge thing as well. So yeah, creating boundaries are are essential. Yeah, I, I definitely think that they are. Truly. So if somebody wanted to jump on your podcast on yes. Mondays, yeah, what do they do? So I actually have something on my Facebook and my Instagram where you can reach out to me, nominate people. Um, who you want to see featured. Um, I am currently reaching out nationally for other title holders as well. For example, like Miss South Carolina, like Miss New York, Sydney Park. Um, people like that who are, are truly, truly incredible people who I look up to as well. And also reaching out to people who have made a difference in my life. Because yes. I feel like that's important to see somebody who's influenced me and maybe that can connect with someone that's influenced you. Mm-hmm. Now, who's, who's been your biggest influence in your life? Um, my biggest influence would have to be my seventh grade math teacher, Patrick Newsom. He is absolutely incredible. And he, um, I transitioned from, uh, private school to public school in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And there was a, a huge disconnect for me, um, when it came to, um, 
learning and education. And so he took me under his wing Mm -hmm. and started mentoring me and tutoring me to get me up to that level. And I ended up progressing past my grade level just because of how fast we were going. And so it's through that and like just through the lessons that I've learned from him that that's someone that I truly value still to this day, even though I am 19, I'm not in seventh grade anymore, but, um, right now, currently he's an assistant principal at Warrenville elementary. And he has made me have a passion for interacting with children because of the way that he interacted with me. I think you would be an awesome school teacher. Thank you. I think that the energy, the compassion that you have, especially understand that where you were, you know, with your education that you needed a little bit of help. Yes. And you, you're okay with understanding you did and you, you got it. Yeah. And it took you further ahead. And so that's an amazing story. Yeah. I think you have a lot to say. Thank you. I think that you'd be an awesome teacher. Thank you. I, that's, that's my biggest thing is, you know, um, working with children. That's where, that's my love is mm-hmm. working with children. That's why I want to open up my own dance studio. Um, to share my passion of clogging, but also teaching. As Go well. ahead and tell me, you know, talk about the process of becoming Miss Somerville. What happened? How'd you do this? Yeah. So like I said, I compl- uh, competed in a preliminary competition and then uh, through then I won. And so after that, it was really just sitting down with myself and assessing what my goals are. What do I want to, or how do I want to make an impact? And so it's through that where it was just like a lot of brainstorming and a lot of communication between my executive directors who helped me along the way, as well as talking with other title holders who I take inspiration from or just take take little things and I put it in my pocket for later. Um, so it's through that and then also talking with my mentors um, and, and seeing where they see me. Now, how did you get to Somerville? Because your high school yeah. was upstate. It was, um, so I'm actually from Aiken, South Carolina. Um, So I attended Midland Valley High School. Go Mustangs. um, Forever and always. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, lived in Aiken all of my life. That's where I grew up. And then I moved to Somerville and it was a huge culture shock for me because like I grew up driving on two lane roads and, you know, things like that. And everybody knows everybody in the Valley. That's very much how it works is like. You know, if you call them up, they'll be there right on your doorstep with whatever you need. And so moving here, I didn't know anybody. So that's why competing for Miss Somerville was, was such a good experience for me because I didn't go in it with the the mindset of, I need to win. I went in with, I want to make some friends. I want to get to know the area. I want to get to know people. So that's really nice. Um, so I guess, you, like, you probably participate in the parades. Yes, I did. Okay. So what else do you participate in or, or get to? Since you are Miss Somerville, I'm sure that there is a lot that you get to be a part of. Yeah. So um, I have done the parades. I have helped out, like, community service and things like that. One thing that I'm working on is um, building, like, community workshops and confidence workshops to hopefully go into schools and things like that to start implementing that as well. Um, and... Yeah, so helping out there, anytime a business needs a highlight, for example, um, I one of my biggest things that I want to do as Miss Somerville, since the pandemic took such a big toll on everybody, and um, since I come from a family of small business owners, a big thing for me is highlighting small businesses to help them get exposure or to introduce that to somebody who's never heard of it before, um, to help them come through the pandemic as well. 
Yeah, and that's kind of why I started the podcast, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Um, you know, growing up in the area, I think I got here, my dad was military, mm -hmm. so I arrived in Somerville. Yeah. I was 12 years old, and now, being the age I am, a lot of my friends, a lot of people I've met in the community, they, but I think that they all have a story. I think that they're impressive. I think that their their businesses need to be featured. Absolutely. Because, going, like you said, going through this pandemic, it's hard being a business owner. Yeah. I mean, you really had to, it, it's hard in general, mm -hmm. but when you're, you're, everything you put into, you know, your, your livelihood, your, your business, everything that that's, it's how we make our income. Yeah. It's how, you know, we're passionate about what we're doing. Right. And I think those people need to be featured because yeah. I think it's hard being a business owner. And I think we do need to be featured. And so that's what my goal is. My goal is to also, you know, I've had a couple of different people on who own their own company. Mm -hmm. um, I love that you have, you know, just that desire yourself. Yeah. You want to own your own business. You've got a story to tell. And so I think that that's what we need to do is we need to spotlight. Yes. We need to feature, you know, people who have energy, people who have um, this drive, like to want to make everything better, to make our world better, to you know, what our talents are to help other people. Yeah. You know, because not everybody has the talent that we have. Yeah. The talent that you have, the inspiration that you have, and then you can like pour that love onto somebody else. And that's what, that's what I really want my podcast to be about. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited to know you. You're just, you're incredible. You're Thank an incredible you. person. And I, that is like such a small thing to be able to say about you're just starting out. You're just starting out and you've got your whole world ahead of you and you're, you're doing it the right way. Thank you. And that is, that's cool. Yeah. I, I've worked very hard to, you know, really push myself and that, and that's the biggest thing is, um, you know, through these little things, it, it truly adds up and snowball snowballs into this, this big effect. And, you know, I really feel myself coming into my own and I, that is very important to me. That is, you are so grown up. I mean, I, <laughs> you. I mean, 19, I get that a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. At 19, you're like, you know, you sound like you're 28, 30 years old, <laughs> which isn't old, but it's like so mature. I mean, the vision that you have, that's incredible. Thank you. I mean, you really are like ahead of your time. Thank you've, you. You've got a, you've got an old soul. That's, uh, that's what my family always says is like, that's what I'm, things that I'm attracted to is like, for example, like I have a vinyl record collection and mm -hmm. like just those little like knickknacks and like things like that. Like I listen to 80s music. I don't listen to anything else. It's like, because <laughs> that's superior. Okay. So there you go. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I, I get told that a lot and that's something that I'm very proud. Well, of. you know, when you're out in the community, um, you know, and of course my, my sons have friends and stuff. So to know that at 19 years old, you, you really are ahead of the game. And, and I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I mean, I know we just met, you know, and we were able to talk, <laughs> you know, 20 minutes or so before we started this, yeah. but you really do have something. You've got a lot of value. You've got Thank a great you. heart. Thank you. And I think that you're going to do very well. Thank you. That's well, exciting. Hopefully I'll be bringing the crown of Miss South Carolina to Somerville. So I That's, will be rooting you on. Thank and you. And anything that I can do to help you uh, along the way, you need a volunteer, I'll be there. I appreciate I will be there that. to help you out. Thank you I so mean, much. I'll be your number one fan. <laughs> that is so cool. So, I'll get a t-shirt made and you can wear it. You got it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate she's uh, supporting my t-shirt today. Yes, but I But I will definitely be supporting her as well. Thank so, yeah, you. So, yeah, you definitely bring it. Thank you. Well, Allie, tell us, like, what are you doing to prepare for Miss South Carolina? Doing a lot of things. For example, like mock interviews. That's something that 
um, just get you comfortable with talking with people. And that's also why I like my interview series. I'm, I'm very excited about it, having these conversations, having these these tough conversations that might be controversial and just preparing you to walk into that interview room with the best expectations, with the best preparation. So working hard on mock interviews, talking with many different people with many different views, Mm -hmm. Um, working on talent, something I'm very excited about, Um, doing that um, as often as I can um, because it's a lot of hard work, a lot of technique that goes into it. Um, And I'm hoping to also compete this solo um, in my division that I go to, um, to just get feedback and things like that. And also just, you know, um, have my dress coming. I was about to say, how about your evening gown? Mm, um, oh, it is beautiful. Can't I can't spoil too much, but it's definitely <laughs> going to be a showstopper. I'll tell you that. Nice. I'll show you after. I just okay. Can't, cool. I can't. I can't. Can't release details yet. All right, there you go. No <laughs> details, no color, no nothing. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep, got it. I'm keeping that All to right. myself. <laughs> yeah. Keep it on the download. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, marketing, branding, that's something that I've worked really hard on, still continue to work hard on mm-hmm. um, to get myself out there. That's something that um, is, is very big when it comes to being Miss South Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, that title is unique to you. And what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. So really working on perfecting that now as Miss Somerville and hopefully bringing that to a whole different level as Miss Sum- uh, South Carolina. That's that's really what's going into it. And, and a lot of other little details, but yeah. So when you win Miss South Carolina, mm-hmm. what are you wanting to do with that title? Where, what? How will that be your platform for you just to like catapult to do something? Yeah. What, what would that be? Um, really just focusing in on Rise and Shine and bringing that to a whole other level because there is such a need Mm -hmm. for this awareness Mm -hmm. um, and having these very tough conversations when it comes to COVID-19. It's a very tough subject to get through. Mm -hmm. Um, And just bringing awareness to the mental health crisis. And that's something that you'll see through a lot of title holders this year Mm -hmm. is that a lot of their platforms and initiatives base around mental health. And so there is a generation that's wanting to talk about it, wanting to break the stigma. Mm-hmm. And so um, you will see a lot of that at Miss South Carolina. Um, and that's something that I hope to highlight if I do get the opportunity to be Miss South Carolina is help South Carolinians go about and to rise above. So what do you think a lot of the, um, I know when you're talking about the mental health as far as COVID, what mm-hmm. what are you really, what are you hearing? I mean, are what is... What is like the, I'm not saying the harm within somebody, but mm-hmm. like the depression that they're having yeah. or the concerns besides getting sick, taking off their mask? Is there, is it, do you think it's the social anxiety? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that is a, a huge factor. And, you know, I'm, I'll be open and honest when uh, COVID shut down and I was not able to turn to anything. I wasn't able to go to the studio. I wasn't able to go to school. I, you know, things like that. Um, when I shut down, my anxiety that I already was diagnosed with picked up to another level. Mm-hmm. And so I had to have a conversation with my doctor of, you know, getting medicated and having, having that, um, to go to. And mm-hmm. then also I have OCD. And so when I was confined into my little quarters, you know, um, that really picked up a whole other level. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about things like mental health, it's those things and, you know, breaking that barrier and having conversations, you know. Um, I'm very open. I'm very honest about my struggles and, um, that's what I'm hoping to inspire other people to do. 
that's definitely inspirational because a lot of people will, will struggle, but they won't, they won't talk about it. Yeah. You know, whether it be just afraid to, or they're embarrassed, but you know, thank you. Thank you for being so brave. Yeah. Um, thank you. because that's what it, it takes. It takes that, you know, just the, the bravery, the honesty, yeah. um, to people to know it's like, it's okay. If, if I'm feeling this way, it's better to talk about it. Right. If it's, you know, holding it in is not going to make it better. Yeah. Hiding it is definitely not going to make it better. Right. So, you know, to, to communicate, to talk, to open up. And understand that, you know, like Sydney and I, you know, we talk a lot since she's my assistant. But when you think about a lot of struggles that people are having, there are so many in your your situation. Mm -hmm. And it's just that they can't talk about it because no one has approached approached them with that conversation. Right. So for you to to be bold, you know, to be outspoken about it, Mm -hmm. to be proud, to say it's okay, you know, uh, that's what's going to empower other people to come forward. Yeah. So, and to, to open up to say, Hey, you know what? I feel like I'm alone, but I'm not exactly. You know, there's other people and, and to look at you, I mean, you would not know that you were struggling any with anything like that, you know? And so you, you did it, you handled it, yep. you know, you dealt with it, you faced it. Yeah. And, and now you're wearing a crown that's on right. your head. That's so, right. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. And, and, and if I could give one piece of advice to someone who, is sitting there who is struggling is go to your support system if you don't have a support system reach out to someone just make that connection because that's something that I was blessed with and that's the reason why I feel so comfortable with talking about these things is yeah. because of my support system mm-hmm. and that's something that's that's very crucial to have nowadays and so really reach out yeah we all have to have somebody that we can turn to yep I mean we just cannot keep it inward I mean we have got to like get that external yep. there's there's no doubt about it and so everybody because when I hear of a tragedy um you know my one son works at the hospital he's a respiratory therapist my other son is a police officer mm-hmm. and so it's interesting that you know the one son is on the street and he sees the tragedy and then the other one's at the hospital and then he may be taking care of the tragedy that happened yeah and some of those things that happen it's like how you know why didn't they have someone that they could turn to? Right. Why couldn't they have someone that they could open up to and talk to? Yeah. And, and I don't get it. You know, because even with my kids, it's like I used to always tell them, and I still tell them, I can't help you if I don't know. Exactly. You have to open up and talk to me. Yeah. It's like you may not want to, but I can't help if you don't tell me. Right. So I can only work with what I know. If I don't know it, I, what am I going to do? Yeah. And And that would be what is the most tragic is to know that, someone could have had the opportunity to open up and talk to somebody and they didn't. Yeah. And, and it, and it spiraled in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, what you're doing, your, your voice, your, your compassion, your, your proud in, and the platform of Miss Somerville and again, trying, you know, and I know you'll win the South Carolina. So we'll just say <laughs> you're going to win. Thank um, you. <laughs> I just think that that's, that's an opportunity again for, to, for everyone to recognize, you know, what a role model to know what your struggles were, yeah. you know, what you dealt with. Because and, until I'm really talking to you about it, I I never really heard the depth of how COVID really was affecting you. Yeah. And that's because I'm I'm not around your age group a whole awful lot. Yeah. You know, I'm around adults, you know, further. But younger, I don't get to really hear about that because I don't have kids at the house, so I don't know. Yeah. So it's amazing to sit here and listen to think that, you know, that, that really true, that's a struggle. Yeah. And I mean, people have dealt with it in many different ways. And Mm -hmm. so 
I mean, it's not going to come wrapped in a, in a pretty bow and say, here, this is, this is what I'm struggling with, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, people are going to have different ways of combating it. Um, but all I can do is encourage people to please speak up about it. Yeah brave person thank you i mean i just can't say it enough i i just admire you (laughs) thank you you are you're just you've got nowhere to go but up in this world and you're going to make a difference and that's really cool crown or no crown you're going to make a difference that's that's the goal that's that's what i've always set out to do i've always thought that you know i i can make a difference and you know my mom and my dad has always told me that you know you're not going to create change unless you do something about it so that's what i'm going to do very wise people. Yeah. Very wise. They're great. They are. Now, what do they do? <laughs> um, so my dad, that's actually the reason why we relocated to Somerville. My dad is a third generation farrier. So he um, is a horseshoer and also a blacksmith. So um, very, a very niche uh, type of occupation. But um, yeah, that's that's what he does. And he, he goes to all of the, the barns and plantations down here and you know, do the horse's feet and many other things. It's very mm-hmm. scientific and very oh, detailed, yeah. but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I owned a horse for a little while, so I know oh, exactly yeah? what he does. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And so tell us about your mom. Um, so my mom is stay at home, mm-hmm. um, but she also is a caregiver for my grandpa who struggles with um, and is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Oh, so, and that is just a whole other topic. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, your mom, that's a strong person. You know, taking care of a family member with Alzheimer's is, that's, that's hard. It is tough. And then here, I know she's, you know, following you mm-hmm. and, and helping you as well. So, yeah. She's running around with me everywhere and, you know, keeping up with me and dad's going to work and it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot, mm-hmm. and especially with that as well. Um, that's something that, um, we've had to sit down as a family and, and really, you know, talk about what Alzheimer's is and how it affects everybody. And, um, you know, it's it's hard to see that slow progression. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we're really experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm so sorry. It's okay. But I'm glad that he has uh, his family and his support system as yes. well. Yes, he does. I, I hate that for him, but I'm glad he's got a loving family around him. Yep. Yep. So. We're very grateful for him because oh. he's so sweet. He, he's a big role model to me, too. So, so what did he – now, he was from upstate with you, mm-hmm. and so what did he do? Farrier as well. So, okay. It's passed down through the family. That's pretty cool. Now, how many horses do y'all have? We don't have any horses. <laughs> My dad says that he does not want to see one when he comes home, so <laughs> he just goes and does them at the barn okay. and everything, and then – comes home and doesn't look at one but we have dogs so there, there you go there i go. just <laughs> had this this vision of you've got at your parents have a house and some land and a farm and some horses no. and no we, we live in the subdivision with our dogs and that's it no that's more. it there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that's cool you are an amazing person because Thank there you. are so many like kids that we just run across that i they just don't have that they don't have the drive. Yeah. They don't have the responsibility. Right. And your parents have done very well. Thank and it, it's refreshing because that's what I've done with mine. Yeah. You know, one's 30, 30, 33 and 24. Mm-hmm. And, and I, apparently your parents raised you like I raised my kids. And so it's refreshing to see that someone, you know, takes control, takes responsibility, you know, no excuses. Yeah. And, um, and you're just out there, you're thriving and you're going to make it happen. And, and you're like, whatever barriers are in your way, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to knock them out of the way. You yeah. know, you're, you're going to make your world happen for yourself. Yeah. And that's incredible. Yeah. That's, that's what I was raised on. I mean, um, and, and they are just like, like I said, they are incredible. And I, I don't think that 
I could have been and gotten to where I am without them. Mm-hmm. Well, and you have to see it probably within the school system. Now, I don't know how small your school was, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's very challenging, I would think, in this day and age, going to yeah. school and, you know, what we hear with bullying and, yeah. you know, I just, you rose above it. You know, it's like that wasn't a world that you ever got caught into or wrapped up in. You saw past it. Yeah. Well, I definitely experienced that, cyberbullying, bullying in, in the school system. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are things that pushed me even more. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't take that and, you know, use that, like, in me. I, I used that to push me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... But that's something that we also need to teach our kids, too, mm-hmm. and really have conversations about and make that a topic of, like, hey, you know, you can overcome this. Let's use this to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's something that my parents always encouraged me to do is, you know, get involved with things. If you don't like the way it's going, get involved with something else. Right. And so I was constantly in high school. I was in every single club you can think of. I was a high school cheerleader. I was captain. I was also an assistant director in my dance studio as well and, and an instructor. And so... Uh, having these things and constantly being on the go, those things motivated me even more. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did with Ronnie and Michael. It's like they were always in sports. They are always involved. Yeah. And if they didn't like something, you know, they would they would do everything and anything and try it and experience it. And I used to tell them, and it's, it's funny, it's like I used to like go in this big circle. It's like, you know, it could be like a tornado that's going around in a circle mm-hmm. with a lot of mass confusion. Yeah. But what you got to do is stay true to who you are and just get through it. Exactly. It's like don't get caught up in that madness and that circle and that whirlwind of what's going on. You stay yeah. true to who you are and you go through it mm-hmm. and you'll get through it to the other side. And you're going to be a better person for it. You're going to be a stronger person for it. So, right. yeah. And I couldn't imagine this day and age, especially with social media, that type of cyberbullying going on. So we, we didn't have that back in our day. Yeah. You know, so what you probably have seen or could have witnessed mm-hmm. or watched your friends witness, um, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. It, it's definitely on a whole other scale. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's what with Rise and Shine, you know, it is about like boosting confidence and self-esteem mm-hmm. because social media has such a negative converse, uh, connotation when mm-hmm. it comes to my generation because it's constantly with the algorithm promoting for example the perfect body the perfect person um and so um yeah it's like I said on a whole other level and and those things stem into something else and grow into something else for example body dysmorphia anxiety having depression because you don't look like that you have these you know differences but we're not trained to look at these differences and see that they are beautiful and right. see that they are unique. Yeah, and then to, to think that what they're seeing online doesn't necessarily mean that that's, that's a, the right f- picture. Right. Uh, editing. There's yeah. so much editing that's going on to yes. know that that perfect image that you're seeing really may not even be that perfect image. Exactly. It was it was edited. Yeah. You know? So I, you know, and I can imagine that was hard during COVID. If mm-hmm. you were locked inside your house, locked inside your own mind, thinking that your, you know, the negativity that probably was just, you know, weighing on somebody. Yeah. You know, I, there's definitely a topic that you've got that I think it, it's very important. There's no doubt. Yeah. And just the social media that I see, and mine is on the simplest level because I'm not on social media like you probably are. Yeah. And when I see like negative reactions, um, and I was just talking to my son Michael, who's a police officer. One of his fellow police officers 
who he just saved someone's life. The gentleman was going to, he was jumped off the bridge here locally mm. and he grabbed him and pulled him back over without thinking. It's like, as a mom, it's like, I know that he could have went over that bridge as well. Both of them could have gone over. Yeah. And so the city of Charleston just awarded him, um, you know, for what he did. Yes. And somebody was online, like, saying all this negativity about it. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. Which I know there are a lot of people who put their life on the line every single day. And I get that. Yeah. But, you know, for me to know that this guy, when he's going over the bridge to pull somebody back who's jumping, trying to commit suicide, and he grabbed him and he saved him, and he himself didn't go over. What I mean, it wasn't even a thought of, do what do I do? It's I just did. Right. And the negativity that people were saying about it, like enough, how many awards does he need to get? And it's like, well, gosh, it's not like he's asking for it. You know, right. They, they gave it, you know, he was, he's just, he did his job Yeah. and they want to recognize him for that. So how could you say something negative about it? Right. Well, I'm glad they did award him and I, I hate they that. Did. Yeah, they did. But it, it was happened. interesting yeah. to me that to, to read the negativity about it, yeah. that someone would say anything in a, in a negative fashion. Yeah. And that's another thing. A lot of people on social media like to play that devil's advocate of like, oh, this is great, but I'm going to say this about it. Yeah. That's, that's a different type of culture that's stemmed on, on social media. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that, you know, um, a lot of things have come out about social media regulation and I'm hoping that you know, big corporations take it seriously because, Mm -hmm. you know, through the things that you consume, things stem from that. Mm -hmm. And so through that, I'm hoping that, you know, our, our lawmakers and we'll, we'll take it seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're right. You said it perfectly because what you take in is what you're going to put out. Exactly. So, you know, positivity in is positivity out. Right. Negativity all the time is just negativity out. Yes. And you are and can be who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, for you to to want to go out there to 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 be positive to everybody to 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 push your cause is awesome because it's definitely needed. Yeah. And and you know when I sit here, me and you are talking, but I'm that kind of person that we're talking. I'm like, yeah, she is absolutely right. You know, I, in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking of things that I have seen that I couldn't even imagine being 13, 14, 15, 16, and just trying to, you know to process all of this mm-hmm. and so your platform it's great it's needed yeah that and that's the reason why i created it because there is such a need and there's such this this stigma around it of like people don't want to dive into it people don't want to talk about it and unveil it mm-hmm. but that's exactly what we need to do to make a difference mm-hmm. and that's your your name rise and shine yes so how'd you come up with that? Well, actually, it is um, inspired by clogging. So whenever you go up and do an individual solo, that is called a rise and shine. Okay. And so it's not always about being the most technical dancer or um, things like that. It's about you going up there and performing and being your most confident self with the steps that you're proud to know. Mm-hmm. And so having that aspect, and that's something that I participated in a lot. And so that's that's that mantra of rising and shining and so i i took that and i ran with it and so that's what inspired my thing is you know coming out of this pandemic and allowing kids to rise and shine i had no clue it was related to clogging as far as you know where you got you came up with that right and see a lot of cloggers don't like connect the dots with that too until i tell them and they're like oh really are you serious like that's what it is and i'm like yeah 
yeah. And I was like, where, oh. where have you been clogging all this time to not know that? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> know yeah. your craft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But you're adorable. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're just absolutely adorable. I could just sort of, I need to get like you and about 50 more like you and just like how, what a positive day. I mean, you, you just grasp and embody the, uh, a 19 year old who has such a sparkling future, who's got everything ahead of her. And it's like a complete like sunshine around you. Thank you. So rise and shine just is like rise perfect. Shine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where I have like Connie White here, you need to have rise and shine right behind you. Yeah. Well, I just, I love just that mantra anyway of rising and shining. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, love it, that it's a part of my brand now. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's getting up and it, it's making the most of it. Yep. It's, it's rising and it's shining throughout your day. Exactly. You know, and not every day is going to be, you know, an absolute sparkle. Right. But it's what you make it. Exactly. And that's you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank that- you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Allie. Well, I'm, I'm so excited that you're with us today because you are like, there's just this array of sunshine around you. So thank you so much. So let everybody know how they can find you. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, at Miss Somerville 2022. You can also go on my Instagram and Facebook and click the link that is my website. And that'll tell you a little bit more about Rise and Shine and how you can get involved. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time coming here today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you being a part of Crushing It with Connie White. And um, you're just fabulous. I just can't say it enough. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Crushing It with Connie White. You can watch more episodes on YouTube and find more content on Instagram at Connie White Real Estate Expert.